0: Fresh off Mother's Day weekend, and hopefully everyone got an opportunity to celebrate, spend time with their moms, or someone that has been a motherly figure in your life. But as we return to In My Own Words, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, we got the opportunity to discuss Jeff Banks, special teams, and how That will be a pivotal factor for Alabama in the coming fall. Also, sophomore quarterback Tua Bailoa. will he not succumb, fall victim, buy into the media rat poison trap being thrown out there? And then last but not least, dove into the Ask Stevens segment. But final statement on this edition of shows, Before going to break, I said that I would discuss my five sleepers for Alabama football going into next season. And to begin at number one, wide receiver Tyrell Shavers. He's overlooked due to the other three guys that played in 2017, that being first off Devonta Smith, who I like to refer to as baby Kevin Norwood. When Devonta Smith caught the football, it came in pivotal, critical, crucial, clutch, crunch time moments. Two of his three touchdown receptions came with the game on the line. You look at Mississippi State, 26-yard touchdown from Jalen Hurts. Late in the fourth quarter, helping Alabama beat the Bulldogs 31-24. to Davis Wade Stadium, Starkville, Mississippi. We all remember national championship against Georgia, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, 41-yard touchdown catch off the arm of Tonga Bailoa, in overtime, 26-23, Alabama taking care of the Bulldogs. When you needed a big play for Devonta Smith, it came in a clutch moment. Baby Kevin Norwood. Then you have Henry Rooks, the third, quick, elusive, fast, just knows how to get open, just finds the ability to get open. Six touchdowns last year. Led the team, including one against Georgia, national title game, to start the comeback. And then last but not least, Jerry Judy, and from a lot of people feel like is baby Amari Cooper, baby Calvin Ridley seen how Judy, the latest guy to come from the Florida pipeline. But when you touch on Tyrell Shavers, this guy's 6'6", 213 pounds, and he's still growing. Still growing into his frame, redshirt freshman in the upcoming fall. He was number 83 on the Scout 300 recruiting site, number 133 on the ESPN 300. In his high school career, Louisville High School in Texas. 64 catches, 1,200 yards, 20 touchdowns. When you talk to Alabama players and former guys, guys like Robert Foster, players around the program, different trainers around the program, I've gotten the chance to speak to a couple of media pundits I'm close with. When you bring up Shaver's name, They say he's a poor man's version of Julio Jones. That's a big compliment. He's got to get his hands tighter. Got to find more ways to create that separation. Needs tighter hands. But as far as his ability, his skill set, leaping prowess, size, physicality, poor man's version of Julio Jones, Tyro Shavers. Was not able to get on the field in spring ball, and especially during the A-Day game, due to had surgery to re- repair a toe, had a little toe injury there. But should he be able to get on the field in the fall, especially when you look at summer workouts, fall camp, the ability to mix and match with the different receivers Alabama has is going to be unreal, especially with Tyro Shavers on that field. Guy's good, guy's a natural, guy's physical. If he can get his hands tighter, find ways to create more of that separation. Shapers is going to be a big story, but he's my first guy. And number two, I look at linebacker Markel Benton. No one is sleeping on redshirt sophomore linebacker Ben Davis out of Gordo High School in Alabama, the five-star prospect is the son of wayne davis the program's all-time leader in tackles with 327 when you look at social media the majority of the time alabama fans are concerned with when is the light bulb finally going to come on for ben davis when will he finally grasp the attention to detail i was so impressed with him in high school he was such a big time factor a big time star When is everything going to finally click for him? I want to see Ben Davis ball out on the field. When you go to social media, that's what you're seeing from a lot of Alabama fans, and rightfully so. During the spring, I looked at him for myself. He's gotten better tackling. He's gotten better with attention to detail. He's gotten better with the scheme. His work ethic has vastly improved. Even when you look at his size, he's added some weight, some muscle. He's 6'4", 240 pounds, which is very good size for an inside backer. But the guy that my eyes have been on more so than Ben Davis is Markel Benton, the redshirt freshman. When you look at Benton here, he's 6'2", 233 pounds. This young man was the top 12 linebacker candidate by all major recruiting sites, Unanimous four-star. He was number 50 on the ESPN 300. Throughout his high school career, 129 tackles, 10 of those for loss, and four sacks. A little bit of a recruiting tidbit here. Markel Benton and Justin Ross were both teammates at Central High School in Phoenix City, Alabama, in the East Alabama region. And when you talk to players different media pundits about him he draws comparisons from an intelligent standpoint to Rolando McClain Rolando McClain who had 104 tackles 14 tackles for loss in the 2009 season as he captained that tie defense to its first BCS national championship in the Nick Saban era I know his off-field issues are far more documented but on the field McClain was a beast could dissect plays. I remember I was talking with Eric Anders, another former tie linebacker a couple of years back, and he was just telling me how you could diagram a play up on the board and it would take other backers in that positional room a moment to read where the play is going. Rolando McClain would have to play down in a nanosecond. And he would go out there on the field and execute it, fly to the football, make tackles, crack skulls, turn heads, the whole nine, was a big factor. And from the same intelligent standpoint, this team very much so high on Markel Benton, which is a good thing, because after next season, uh, Crimson Tide, losing uh, Mac Wilson to the National Football League, you would have to think it will, and then... Uh, it will need somebody to pair beside or pair up with Dylan Moses to continue that athletic talent inside linebacking core. So number four of guys that, or number two, excuse me, and guys that people are kind of sleeping on, that you need to look at for next season, I go with linebacker Markel Benton. Moving to the secondary to discuss my number three guy. And look, I'm excited about all players returning to this defensive backfield. I'm excited for Deontay Thompson, for Xavier McKinney, for Jared Mayden, for Kyrie McDonald, for Savion Smith, for Trayvon Diggs, Shaheem Carter, Daniel Wright. I'm excited about all these guys. Even the young guys coming in in the summer, Josh Job, Jagan Armour Davis, Patrick Sertain. But the guy on this list is somebody that people not paying a lot of attention to and it could be due to, due to the injuries he's faced but I look at Nigel Not out of uh, Madison, Mississippi Not at 5'11", 183 pounds, redshirt sophomore he was number 36 on the ESPN 300 and the number 5 cornerback unanimous 4 star recruit some knee injuries limited him during his senior year at Germantown High School. He had 163 tackles, seven interceptions, 15 pass breakups during that tenure. And during his time at Alabama thus far, once again, it's been knee problems. It's been a slight shoulder issue. If he can stay healthy, this guy's good. I mean, I've got friends that play on this team that are close to Nigel Knight. And they tell me he cuts up in practice. He's tackling. He's flying to the football. He's an enforcer. He can read the ball. He's can high point the football well. He's he's just an all-out dog. He's just an all-out, flat-out, talented, skilled, go-getter type of player. If he can stay healthy, Nigel Not is a special, special human being out there. He's my number three guy. And number four... Going back to the offensive side of the football, I look at tight end Miller Forrestar for just a minute here. His freshman year, this was a three-star out of Cartersville, Georgia. 2016, he had five receptions for 73 yards. Remember the big catch against LSU and the 10 nothing win for the Crimson Tide, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Tiger Stadium? Miller Forrestar had that 22-yard reception big play in that game and uh, he got hurt during the early portion of last season against colorado state which was the reason why he got the medical red shirt but the reason why this guy's kind of being overlooked you have irv smith jr who's 6'4 248 pounds everybody's looking at him as the next oj howard built like oj size like oj potential like oj Everyone's looking at Irv Smith Jr. as the next O.J. Howard type of player. And then you got Hale Hinches, who's basically your do-it-all, Mr. Dependable, reliable tight end. He can catch, he can block, get a lot of leadership. Everyone expecting uh, big things from Hinches. Then there's Kedra James, another physical specimen at 6'5", 255 pounds out of Texas. The sophomore who made a lot of noise in spring. And last but not least, Major Tennyson, another big body tight end. So Miller Forrestal, despite the good freshman year he had, knee injury, halted his sophomore season. And now as he comes back as a redshirt sophomore, once again getting that medical redshirt, how much does he get involved within the offense? How much does he get involved within the pass catching? Big time playmaker. He's added some weight also at six foot five, two 242 pounds. So he's packed some muscle on him. But can uh, Miller Forrestal stay healthy? That's my number four guy. And rounding this out at number five, I just don't want this particular player to have the pseudo Chris Black story. Y'all remember what happened with Chris Black. And uh, for me, uh, being a, a member of the media, when I see somebody that signs their letter of intent or gives Alabama a verbal commitment during the recruiting process, I am quickly studying film, dissecting film uh, on this player, seeing where their talent level is, their skill set is, what they could really bring, offer, how they how they can enhance the Alabama system, the Alabama program, and I remember when Chris Black when Chris Black, excuse me, came in in 2012. This was a big deal out of Jacksonville, Florida. Five star guy, quick, elusive, acceleration, pretty good hands. But when he came in, he was more heralded, he was more highly touted than Amari Cooper four-star, who also came out of Florida in the Miami area. But we all remember what happened to Chris Black. Suffered a shoulder injury in August camp. Couldn't do anything in 2012. And in 2013, with Blake Sims as the backup quarterback, started to chirp a little bit. think he had eight catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. And everybody was like, whoa, okay, Chris Black. Five-star. I see you. Okay, Let's see if you can keep that going. But I like this. And in 2014, uh, it came in, the nagging ankle injuries. Couldn't stay healthy. You would see him in practice. He would be at the back of the line, trying to push off the ankle. Couldn't do it. He would smile to hide the pain, to hide the frustration, to hide the anguish. Wanted to do more. Wanted to play more. Wanted to push off more, wanted to give more, but just couldn't stay healthy. I think he probably had, what, two ankle surgeries, and still it it just couldn't get right. And then he ends up transferring to Missouri. Just could not stay healthy. And the guy that I'm about to bring up, Josh Jacobs, you really hope this young man at running back does not have the same story. His freshman year... Three-star out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, did not get a lot of offers. Alabama got him as a steal in the 2016 recruiting cycle, and that boy turned some serious heads. Almost had 600 yards rushing, 567 yards, four touchdowns on 85 carries, was a weapon out the backfield as a receiver. The guy's a Swiss Army knife. and I mean, last year, played on a bad ankle had to have surgery on the ankle. This is how important Josh Jacobs is. Let me give you a scenario here. Last season, Brian Dable comes over from the National Football League, New England Patriots, to be the offensive coordinator for Alabama. He had this entire offense set up with Josh Jacobs in mind. Reason why? At New England, the Patriots are known for having running backs that can catch the ball at the backfield. They got diverse backs. Whether, whether it's Deion Lewis, Rex Burkett, Garrett Blount, James White. I mean, the list goes on. They have backs that they can, they can catch the ball at the backfield, which puts another element, another dimension to their offense with Tom Brady. So when Brian Dable came in to Alabama, He had this entire offense with Josh Jacobs in mind. But when Jacobs was hurt, banged up, you have to switch the whole scheme around. When he's healthy, he's an animal. He's a game changer. And then when uh, you have uh, Damian Harris coming back, which that shocked a lot of people. He wants to be the main guy. He came back wanting to make history, becoming the first Alabama back to have three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Of course, he wants to strengthen his NFL draft stock. I mean, you got Najee Harris, of whom every TIE fan believes this is the best running back Saban's ever recruited. Built like Derrick Henry, runs like Henry and Eddie Lacy combined. And then there's Brian Robinson, who's an absolute dog. I mean, this guy's show in the spring game, look at me. I deserve more attention. I deserve some carries in this thing. So the main thing you hope for Josh Jacobs is, son, can you stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, big deal. If he cannot, this could potentially be a pseudo Chris Black story due to all the talent Alabama's got in the backfield. So running back to us again. Five sleepers for the Crimson Tide going into next season. Guys, you should look out for. Number one, wide receiver Tyro Shavers. Number two, linebacker Markel Benton. Number three, defensive back Nigel Knott. Number four, tight end Miller Forrestal. Number five, running back Josh Jacobs. Ladies and gentlemen, you can always catch the podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to the Touchdown Alabama Magazine YouTube site. Subscribe, like the podcast, leave comments. Want to hear from you. Smart fans. When it comes to Alabama football, studying, watching, enjoying the team you crave to see on Saturdays in the fall, wanting the best information, subscribe to Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube. Uh, You can also catch the podcast on SoundCloud, on Facebook, Twitter, and other forms of social media. New podcasts come out Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. You can refresh yourself with old podcasts by checking out the archive in Touchdown Alabama Magazine YouTube and also SoundCloud. You can check out old segments from the podcast. For all of us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine, it's your boy Stephen M. Smith. Enjoy the rest of your week. Till next time, folks. In my own words, so long, everybody. It's your boy, Stephen M. Smith, host of In My Own Words, the podcast. If you are a fan of this show, then I encourage you to subscribe to the Touchdown Alabama Magazine YouTube channel. Also, follow the brand on Facebook, Twitter, and other forms of social media as we continue to bring you the best in Alabama football and Crimson Tide athletics.